0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica.
1: No football means we are just debating anything we possibly can. It is so annoying. This is just the mood I'm in. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go!
0: You are listening to Ken Lavica Live.
2: What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it
0: up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN
1: 106.3. I can't wait, Stone, to lay out how what we're starting with got from point A to point B to point C. Uh, it, it is... It is going to be sports talk geometry at its finest. <laughs> I promise you, you'll. You, I could give you a thousand guesses how the people we're going to focus on at the onset got to what they started arguing about on the world sports leader, and you would not guess it. I promise you. I absolutely promise you that we are reaching new heights or new lows. Of sports debate. Oh, man. I, this almost feels worse than last year at this time. I don't know why. But but this feels even more insane than last year. And and, and we're not going to come out of it anytime soon. And I, I'll be honest, Stone. Uh, the original topic that spawned the conversation we're actually going to focus on that has nothing to do with what we're going to focus on. After thinking about it a little bit, good topic. Good stuff. I appreciate it. I like it. It's actually pretty good. It's creative. What it devolved into was abject nonsense involving a fight between Chris Russo and J.J. Reddick on ESPN. This is total exasperating eye roll time. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. Stone the bandwidth, Brian and I, Light's Radio Life partner, he is actually in that studio running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Thursday means that the Dominican Queen- is in attendance. Jeanette Javier in downtown West Palm Beach, and me. Well, I'm not in West Palm. I am in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is about 35 minutes outside of Nashville. Number 25, FAU takes on Middle Tennessee State tonight. So I'm sitting in a hotel in their lobby slash business center. Good. Now we're all present and accounted for. Uh, Stone, let's just start it right away. Uh, let me let me set the scene here. This is first take. This is Stephen A. Smith, J.J. Reddick, and Chris Mad Dog Russo. Now, the original topic here, guys, is who made his sport more exciting? Steph Curry or Patrick Mahomes? And honestly, Stone, in the realm of sports talk topics, that sort of sounds like something we would broach, right? Like, that's pretty that's a fun, good, fun, light day topic. No? Yeah, I mean,
3: I suppose, right? Something you can spend, what, 10, 15 minutes on? Now, at, we would at probably, max?
1: at max maybe, but we would probably expand it past just football and basketball, right? Like, we would, we would try to incorporate baseball. We would try to incorporate hockey. Because, again, in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, there is someone who is from somewhere else. In Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, there is someone who is a fan of something that maybe the majority Majority isn't a fan of and you have to pay attention to them too. You can't just ignore them. We're not in the business of ignoring the niche sports here on ESPN West Palm. Soccer could come into play with that but it's a good start. It's a good start and it's a good first take national television topic. Who made a sport more exciting? Curry or Mahomes. Now Jeanette, I will ask you. Let's just let's just. Uh, I, I'm curious now because hell, if it's good enough for first take, it's good enough for me to, uh, to, to ask you about. Um, who made a sport more exciting? Steph Curry or Pat Mahomes in the Dominican mind of Jeanette Javier,
4: probably Curry because he doesn't miss. He could the way he like falls and the way he shoots. It's. Something I haven't seen personally grown up. Yeah,
1: I, I'm I, I'm with you. In an era of LeBron James, who did things we've never seen, Steph Curry ends up being someone that found a way in the LeBron era to do things we've never seen. And that's just never miss from unlimited distance. I agree with you there. It's good. Like, shovel passes are fine. Pat Mahomes, uh, he's unconventional, absolutely. But have we seen things that Pat Mahomes can do from other quarterbacks here and there? Sure. I I honestly think that Mike Vick is the one who should be responsible for ushering in the era of quarterback, now ultra-athletic quarterback who can do things, crazy things outside the pocket, throw on the run. Mike Vick probably deserves more credit than Patrick Mahomes does. Am I speaking out of my backside here, Stone?
3: I think possibly, right? Because I think a guy like Mad Dog would tell you that it's Archie Manning. (laughs) that he would tell you that it's Fran,
1: Tark- <laughs> <laughs> Fran uh, Tarkenton. I, like, I see what we're saying. So, this, Jeanette, this is the time <laughs> of the show where Stone can't contain it anymore, and Stone is very upset because Stone hates when we compare eras. Stone hates when the olds <laughs> get involved and they won't come off of their gray perch to give any credit to the new era of athletes. So,
4: And I love how Stone definitely, like, he's maybe said ten words so far in the show and in those 10 words three of them were already poking at the already, comparing already. era
1: yeah Like, okay
4: he, stone's getting pettier about it every time i can't help time. myself
1: well and, and this is why so so again the original the original question is who made his sport more exciting curry or mahomes but then listen to this it ends up Going the route of Mad Dog, trying to make the point that Larry Bird is the best shooter <laughs> in the history of basketball. To which J.J. Redick, it looks like he wants to, or he's about to stroke out, pass out on set, on first take. Probably By still the way, looks
4: good doing it, too. He
1: sure does. I mean, that chiseled jaw, that perfect 5 o'clock shadow, welcome tear. I mean, for Jeanette, he is, uh, J.J. Redick is right up there with, is he and Jimmy Jimmy G? Um, uh, is one he in the two. neighborhood
4: no one in two that's easy one in two <laughs> no matter which guy I date or talk uh-huh. to you are compared to and or Jimmy G or J.J. Reddick okay. I, mean, I say J.J. Reddick first because I saw him playing uh, in high school when the 09 went to the finals and I was like who's that guy and my dad's like, oh, that's J.J. Redick, And I was like, oh, he's cute. And that's probably the first time I got yelled at about boys by my dad. Uh huh. Um, so I always say J.J. Reddick is the OG and then Jimmy G after that. So oh, okay. there's my breakdown of one and I two. Didn't,
1: I didn't realize J.J. Reddick was the OG. So again, if you look at a side-by-side of Jimmy G and J.J. Reddick, you will realize absolutely, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, Jeanette Javier has a type. Uh so again, they're they're discussing Curry Mahomes and then Mad Dog interjects Larry Bird into the proceedings and listen to this meltdown on first take between JJ Redick and Chris Mad Dog Russo over Larry
2: Bird. Again, doggy, it? it's just math. It's its attempts, its makes, and its percentage. And there's no way you could ever argue Larry Bird is a top three three-point shooter of all time. You just you you can't make that you're argument. Look, you're you basing can't. it he's on, the, you're you're basing the
5: it on math in a time of when he played. I'm basing it on just shooting. Bird is a unbelievable. Again, we had this discussion the other day. We had this discussion the other day about Phenomenal. James Naismith.
2: James Naismith invented the game. You were rewarded for putting the ball in the basket. We've gone to James There's plenty Naismith. of people. They have shot more, made more, and guess what? Made more at a higher percentage than Larry Bird from three. I'm not saying Larry Bird is not one of the greatest shooters ever. He's not one of the greatest three-point shooters ever. You cannot make that argument. I'm sorry.
5: Because the 80s is so much different as physicality the way that got people putting can you can, Dougie, can we get don't you i trying to make things. a point seriously can we get I've been trying to make
2: a point for you doggie come on man well, I've, I've been trying to, what's to make what's
5: a whole doggy oh, I mean I, hey, I don't, guys, don't think that sounds
2: but I know you and I are going to sit down you and I are going to sit down shut up I to watch I never thought I'd see the 1980s and we're going to I'm going to show you what physical basketball is versus physical fouling
5: you you watching them on YouTube I saw the games I watched the games at the time Oh, my gosh. yeah yeah uh, th- this is. I watched all these games. You didn't no. watch. You weren't alive when these games were being played. Yeah, Did boy. you see Bird right. play oh. against the Lakers in '84? I, Did you see Bird against God. the Rockets in '86? Were you at courtside watching these Theoretic games? Is you got to watch the games Expletives. at the time. Okay. Watching them on YouTube 40 years later so, so is not the same at the moment. So, watching let me ask you game. a question then.
2: When I, I, know when I, when when I watch, let's say Steph Curry for example, right. when I watch Steph Curry hey, off the ball in a playoff game, he's great. Getting grabbed and held by Marcus Smart. They're attached to him at all times. Right. Then when I watch Larry Bird come off a pin down and no one's within five feet of him and they're shooting the gap. You're telling me one is more physical than the other? You're telling me that's more physical than, than Steph Curry being grabbed and held for 48 minutes? Uh, he,
5: he they, don't, they don't call those fouls on Marcus Smart when he, hold, when he holds them and he holds them on those pick. and rolls. <laughs> of course they call the fouls. They protect Curry all the time. Oh, God. He's at the free throw line. He lives at the free throw line.
2: Again, we're going to sit down and do this. Off air, we're, we're going to sit Wait, down Stone. And do Stone, does Steph Curry live at the free throw year? line? He, he averages 20 20 five you? a game. No, no, no. Well, we're going to go back. That's get, like a, time machine. A, right. a monthly rent. I'll be two right. years old in 1980s
3: Steph Curry averages five free throws a game. Chris Mad Dog just said that Steph Curry lives at the free throw line. If we want to be precise, he averages 4.3 free throws
1: a game. I, I've got to be honest. Jeanette, I did not hear that part when I decided I wanted Stone to play it on the show and I've got coffee in front of me and very expensive radio equipment at this hotel. Mm -hmm. I damn near spit the coffee (laughs) all over the very expensive radio equipment. (laughs) 4.3 free throws per game is not living at the free throw line. Jeanette just bought a place. She just bought a place in where? uh, Lake Worth? Lake Worth Worth? Beach, yeah. Lake Worth Beach. She just bought a place in Lake Worth Beach. She has not yet lived there, and that's about the equivalent of how many times Steph Curry goes to the free throw line. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is he talking
3: about? I mean, the argument automatically gets thrown out of the window if you're going to pull
1: up that he lives at the free throw line, like that. It validates everything. And then you weren't alive. You weren't alive. You weren't alive. Uh, you can't just watch YouTube. Yes, you can just watch YouTube. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. I feel like that was
4: well, such an old timer thing to say. Like you submitted oh,
1: your age when you uh, when you referenced YouTube. I, I just and and I will I will. I mean, Stone, I haven't been 100% on board with you with this, but I'm starting to get there. The constant old-timers desire to interject what they felt was all-time great from uh, their prime, their sports-watching prime of the 70s, the 80s, the early 90s, and then try and dump truck it into conversations about um, uh, if they're as good or better as the modern-day athlete who is significantly more athletic, significantly more skilled. Uh, it's just a different era where everybody is basically more athletic and more skilled than the previous era. It's very, very annoying. It, it, it's and I I respect Russo one because he's an all-time great, but two, I mean the dude has no shame. He is constantly going to stand up for his old-timey baseball players, his old-timey Yankees, his his uh, Willis Reeds. He's going to stand up for his Larry Bird's. But I'm sorry, there are probably ten three-point shooters, and I think I'm probably underselling it, ten players today who shoot from three that are better pure three-point shooters than Larry Bird. So here's what we have to decide at this point.
3: In Mm -hmm. 2023, you have your Mad Dog guys, you have your Kendrick Perkins, and then you have your Brian Winhorst, your John Claytons, your Wojbombs, the Shams, the guys who have never played, and you have to pick a side at this point, because when you listen to these guys like Perk, Mad Dog, they immediately, like they're Crutch is to pull basketball from their time and break it down like that. Like, that's their research, is going back to when they were playing and guys they played with. That is...
1: The stuff that they pull. and that's fine as a jumping off point. It's fine no, as Shaq
4: f- lives off of doing that, right?
1: Sure, his oh, he, yeah, he's whole he's
4: broadcast when he speaks is about like, that.
1: Uh, that's a great call. Like that's a great point
3: for sure. Their their research is name dropping. Like that's the research that they do. They can always fall back to name dropping and then comparing it to when they played. When guys like Wendy, when guys like Woj and Shams have to dig in crack the books, find out that Steph averages 4.3 a game, and then that's the information that you're getting. So there's just differences. At this point, it's preference, but what Mad Dog did in there is mind-numbingly stupid and a whole bunch of time-wasting.
1: Uh, so, so uh, Steph Curry lives at the fr- no, he 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 doesn't like doesn't at doesn't all mean, doesn't even come close. Like, it's not even like a timeshare. Like, he doesn't he does not live at the free throw line. So that's just that's just JJ uh, Redick. His expressions within that, Jeanette, I don't know if you heard at one point. I mean, he legitimately has his head turned to the side and mm-hmm. he's going, oh my god, I can't believe this. I don't know, like he's mumbling to himself on national television because he's trying to avoid having a breakdown. The level of annoyance from JJ Redick, I'm. Sure Sure, him and Mad Dog are fine professionally, but that was some of the most frustrated I have seen a television personality on one of those debate shows in a long, long time.
4: Yeah, and kind of going back to what Stone said, yes and no, but it's not as black as white as you just described it. Because you, guys, you have guys like Shaq who, yeah, they like to name drop, but they also have that legendary factors where all the people who are on the court today look up to who they try and base their style off, obviously the NBA is different from when you got Shaq and these guys playing than who's on the court right now. But these guys look up to these people. And that's why they have these broadcasts. But at the same time, I absolutely believe that these guys on the broadcast have to accept how the game has changed Mm -hmm. and absolutely move forward to that. You can't continue today's NBA with that old set mind. Now, where I did, where I think it's more black and white, is the history. If you were a player on the court, then that's your role. That's your perspective. You stick with what you experienced as a player. When it comes to shams, when it comes to Woj, when it comes to these guys who's never stepped on the court, and I, I don't want it to come off as I'm taking <coughs> credit. That's not my objective here at all. Their role is to give the information, correct the X's and O's, what happens outside of the court. To translate it, they have different perspectives, and that's what they should focus on. I think sometimes they try to do both, and they try to overstep.
3: Now, what happens when a guy like Shaq, they bring a Christian Wood, a 4 or a 5 for the Dallas Mavericks, onto their broadcast? Mm -hmm. And Shaq says, I'm sorry, Christian, I wasn't really familiar with your game, after he dropped 40 points. Time and time again, players right now actively have called Shaq a casual because he doesn't know these players' names and he he doesn't know how to break down their game because he doesn't pay attention. And then Shaq drops a quote like, "If you're not a top ten player in the league, I don't care to watch you."
1: And by so, the way, like these things happened. Like the, Stone's not making this up. No, these no, no. Listen, happen. my
4: favorite segment on NBA on TNT. Number one, we're very biased. I've named my dog Charles Barkley. <laughs> the second after Charles Barkley, but is who? What guy is this? The first show on uh, NBA on TNT, they have a bunch of names, and Charles Barkley has to guess the names of these dudes, <laughs> and he doesn't get any of them. Now, like, I, that is their role. But what I like about Barkley, the human, not my dog, of course, is that he knows his lane yeah. and he doesn't try to overstep. And when they correct him, he's like, All right, bet. My bad. I'm an idiot, but I'll never admit it.
1: Right, right, right. And, and, you know, I think there's something to that, Jeanette. Just from an industry perspective, Charles Barkley and Shaq don't get paid big Turner dollars to have an encyclopedic knowledge of what the NBA is or was and will be, they are paid big-time bucks because they're entertaining as bleep, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they are an entertainer first, they are an analyst second, and it's going to make your life a lot easier uh, once you just come to that realization. I mean... Uh, think about. It. I mean, we we sat here bagging on Chris Russo. Chris Russo has always been entertainer first, sports analyst, sports talker second, because he gets it, because he knows. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest of all time. Because, damn it, that dude entertains. Like, listen, we've started this show talking about how a name he sounded, and you know what? That's what he's done for forty years. Okay, like this is not uncharted territory for him. Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I mean. He loves to throw around numbers and throw around angles, but he's an entertainer first and foremost. That said, the entertainers in this industry that are propagating these topics and discussing these topics and we yell about them and we gnash our teeth over them and we pound our fist over them because it is so in our face at all times if you're a sports fan. It wears on you. It breaks you down. It annoys you. And Stone has been completely broken, I think, by the olds trying to force-feed, especially in the sport of basketball, trying to force-feed what they felt were superstars in the 70s and 80s and trying and even compare them to the athleticism and the greatness that's on the floor in the 2000s and in the 2000s and 10s and in the 2000s and 20s. I think, Stone, you've allowed yourself to get so caught up that it makes you angry now. You've gone past... All right, these guys are just entertaining. To now that you're in this livelihood, holy crap, I am overwhelmed by this.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent. Refresh my memory with the Boston Celtics player who dropped the f bomb. Old guy said he would punch somebody in the face if they were doing this, that, and this. Do we remember? Uh, I I don't remember. Sounds
4: like a Kevin Garnett. He, he guy. was.
3: I mean, it wasn't <laughs> Kevin Garnett, oh but. He was talking about Draymond, and he said, you know, if somebody played me like that, I'd punch him square in his face. No, you wouldn't.
1: Oh, uh, This was during the NBA Finals last year. Yes. You're exactly right. No, um,
3: you would not punch Draymond in the face, but you're so delusional, and you haven't been able to get out of the 80s and 90s, which is deemed so physical, that you think you would just body Draymond without even paying attention to his game, without even paying attention to what he does down low in the post, that you just think that you would body him. It's like that's the effort that they're not putting into this because you're not just going to punch Draymond in the face. like That's not how it's going to go down. So uh, it's, It turns into delusion for me. You're right, I am broken by it because any time an older cat has to talk about the game right now, the second sentence out of his mouth has to do with, well, when I was playing for this Houston Rockets organization, like a lot of the time we did this, and it's, uh, it's so exhausting that, to the point where I am broken.
1: Uh, so, so I, I want to touch on, because I think this is as good a day as any, what right now... Because keep in mind, keep in mind, we are going into a time of the year where we're not quite in the home stretch of the NBA. We're approaching the All-Star break. Baseball is right now in spring training where we're going to be discussing things. We're going to be rehashing, recycling takes and opinions on the sports talkers, whether it's ESPN, whether it's FS1, whether it's Insert Sports Talk radio show here. uh, There is just a little peek behind the curtain for some – we don't do this. I feel confident every day going in that we're going to have something fresh. But there are some that they call them the fallback topics, right? This is their cushion. This is their oh well. This is a day that we can we can we can do MJ versus LeBron. It's an unbelievably lazy, but I think laziness sometimes is part of this business because you get comfortable and hey, life is good. I'm talking on the radio and not caring what the listeners think. So I want you to be able to uh, to uh, uh, open up and tell us what in no you right now because maybe just maybe guys if we hear enough of these topics where people are annoyed by the gist of this conversation or this constant debate maybe we try to actively avoid this throughout the course of the next three four months okay i, I think that that's it, the the very least we can do like for example for me and by the way it was cedric maxwell who is, on nice. the, uh, who is on the Boston Celtics like radio name. team. Yeah, Cedric Maxwell is the one he's, uh, who said that uh, after Game 2 of the finals, he would, quote, knock the bleep out of Draymond Green.
4: Let me look him up.
1: Cedric Maxwell. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'll say mm. this about Cedric Maxwell. Cedric Maxwell ain't anybody to be trifled with. He is um, a legitimately mean man. So, <laughs> so just just understand that Cedric Maxwell saying that is not like Kevin McHale saying that. Okay, <laughs> um, it's, it's it's just not the uh, the same thing. Um, but I would
4: pay to see Kevin McHale do that, though.
1: Kevin McHale in his gorilla arms uh, <laughs> reaching for someone's jaw. Um, but but for me, any time in baseball, a rule change is proposed. The reaction from baseball fans immediately going to the sport is ruined is completely overwhelming. I mean, can we stop? And I am I'm not a fan per se of eliminating the shift. I thought that was a bad idea, but I understand what the shift eliminating it this year in Major League Baseball is trying to do. We're trying to get away from strikeout or home run baseball. Uh, We're trying to get singles back. We're trying to allow uh, some actual offense to take place other than power or nothing. And you know what? As someone who grew up a major baseball fan... I'm into it. The pitch clock, I'm 100% into it. The pickoff rule, where if you do it three times uh, with a hitter at the plate, uh, it's a balk. You know what? Fine. Good. Because that also will allow you, and the minor leagues have shown it, uh, allow you to watch more base stealing in baseball. That's become a lost art. It doesn't happen anymore. You know what? More base stealing, to me, means better product for baseball. The bigger bases is the most incredible one. Baseball fans are so so incensed over any rule change that may dare ruin the sanctity of their sport that they are falling for photoshopped images of bases that are about eight times larger (laughs) than what the bases actually are. Like, it is all over social media. You people are insane. Get a damn grip.
4: One of my favorite times of the year is when the Baseball Hall of Fame ballots come out. And all the old-timey baseball folks get so riled up and upset when the conversation of Barry Bonds yeah. and Roger Clemens oh, comes Oh, the sanctity! In. I love going on Twitter and seeing them upset. I know it's super petty, but it's what I love. Well, old-timey because it's like clockwork. baseball folks are, yeah. I think, the worst baseball, I mean, uh, sport fandom going on right now. Oh. They cannot... <laughs> change to them is no. absolutely miserable
1: it's like traditional
4: me- like welcome right. to 2023 baseball it's the tradition. is fifty thousand times different of a game right than it was i'll even say 20 years ago okay. it, the fan base is different the way it's played in game activity partnerships it is not what you had 30 years ago. Get over it. But continue putting your opinions on Twitter because I love laughing uh, at them.
1: It, it, But it's like clockwork. You know every single time of year when it's going to be, ah, oh, Barry Pants can't sniff the Hall of Fame. Ah, oh, he, he, he did steroids. He did steroids.
4: We're he trying to make the steroids. game more attractive. How dare they?
1: Right, but, but they like tradition. They're all about their, their sports history and tradition. One of the biggest historic moments of their sport was the steroid era. And mm-hmm. then they want to conveniently ignore that. Huh? Go figure. But Weird. you'll pay
4: lots of money for a signed baseball card, right? For Barry right. Bonds, right? Right. Shut exactly.
1: Up. Like it's just you—you you, you appreciate your history until you want to ignore the inconvenient parts of it. it. Sounds like something else too, by the way. Now that I think of it. Um,
4: oh no, but, for sure. You want to talk about Sammy Sosa?
1: Right. Uh, well, you can talk about like I don't know, American <laughs> society as a whole. Um, uh, what is the to you? What is the most annoying sports debate? or take right now to me it's baseball's ruining the sport with the rule changes oh stop it stop it you're not even going to notice the size of the when the season starts, you Neanderthals. <laughs> what is the most annoying sports take or debate right now that absolutely drives you crazy? 888-760-3776. 888 Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Steve tweets in, the brainless rings equal quarterback value trope. Non-stop. And uh, that one's an interesting one because it brings us to what, Stone, we were talking about on Tuesday. Where the hell did Joe Montana come from <laughs> in the discussions of all-time great quarterbacks? Uh, it, we, we went from not hearing Joe Montana's name for a decade to all of a sudden, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Where, where, where did Montana come from? And not that I'm disagreeing, but we are just now starting to try to manufacture historic names to try and, and enhance a debate or a topic and for you especially as a former quarterback, high level high school, college, division one, rings equaling quarterback value is nonsense because if Brock Purdy won the Super Bowl, we are not having the same discussion that we're having with Pat Mahomes winning the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, shout out to Steve for being sane and, rational. and logic and rational or logical. But seriously though, and, and, and <laughs> he's uh, like, still doing uh,
4: his best. It's and great. we
3: brought up Dan Orlovsky earlier Last week when he talked about how scared he is, how nervous he is for Patrick Mahomes to lose the Super Bowl. Because we're going to have this discussion that he needs more than a single ring. He's been to two Super Bowls in, what, four or five seasons and now he has them? like Or three Super Bowls in five seasons and has two of them now? It's like, it doesn't equal out everything. I, I, I like the tweet from Steve. I think it's one of the hard-hitting ones. But sooner or later we are going... Come to realize that it's not about the rings, and Tom Brady's just skewed all of our thought process.
1: Tom Brady I think that's a great way to put it. Tom Brady so prolific in the Patriots, especially so prolific in Super the Bucks and the
4: Bucs. and
1: the Bucks for the, for the one instance, yes. Thank you. But just sample size. I mean, the, the the Patriots being that dynasty, that has skewed, I think, what we deem to be a successful quarterback. I think it's undercut the likes of a Peyton Manning. I think it may have undercut the likes of a Brett Favre, though. Do I feel bad about that? <laughs> no. Uh, Jeanette, for you, what annoys you most uh, with the the sports realm, the sports discussion, the discourse, the take that it causes you to roll your eyes and say, oh, God, I can't do this again?
4: I hate just – over like cliche sports comparison and when the sport has completely changed the classic mj versus lebron debate
1: Ugh, it's so tired i mean put it to put it to sleep already
4: i it is my biggest eye roller like get over it we've all heard of it your credibility to me drops when i hear that debate Anywhere, because it's this is old. We've heard every take possible. It's going to go nowhere. I know for sure. You just needed ten minutes of filler, or probably just wanted to hear yourself yeah. talk about yeah. something.
1: That that's that's a great point. It, when you say it's going to go nowhere, you're exactly right. It's going to go nowhere. I, we were saying it when when LeBron set the scoring record last week. And what did we turn the conversation in, into, Stone? What did First Take turn the conversation into? What did Stephen A. Smith specifically turn the conversation into? Oh, LeBron James has the scoring record, but he's not the best scorer. No, by God. Definition. He. Oh, but he played more years. No, stop, stop. Uh, It it, it doesn't have to be these nuanced layers all the time. I'm all for nuance. I think it's important. But in this discussion, you can't be punished like Tom Brady. Some in some discussions, he gets punished, punished for. Playing longer than everybody else, shouldn't that be a reward? Like I just, it it drives me crazy. And nobody's had a greater arsenal. Not even Steph Curry, who is the best three point shooter in the history of the sport. It's going to be hard to top him. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. No, sorry, no, no, Mad Dog, sorry, sorry, no, 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 I'm gonna have to get you off that Larry Bird perch, okay? See what I did there? That was a nice pun. Uh, um, but, but, do it, better. It, it, the, the, the biggest arsenal of scoring comes from LeBron. He had a better arsenal than Jordan. He had, and part of that is just genetic capability. But fine, just acknowledge it. Which sports take? Which sports debate annoys you the most? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Let's kick off on the phones in West Palm with. We with Justin on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Justin?
4: Hey, what's going on, man? I just wanted to say I agree with Jeanette, man. I hate the the LeBron versus MJ debate, man. There's no point to tired. it. No, no point at all. I mean, MJ, yeah, he was good during his time, but LeBron, you know, he's my generation, and, you know, he, he deserves his flowers too, man. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's, enough is enough already, man. We're going to keep going, LeBron and MJ, LeBron and MJ. That's it, LeBron's already the, the all-time scorer, you know? Like, it's... It, it, Enough is enough, you know. That's fine. MJ has five rings, but come on, LeBron is, is just as much as up there as MJ than than you know anybody else is. That's why yeah. I, that's that's the big out of out of all the sports. That's that's the one that I
6: just like.
1: No, that's I appreciate the call Justin. And I just I like to think and maybe I'm giving us too much credit. I like to think guys that we can pull paychecks in the in the industry that we've chosen to make our living in without having to fall back on that. Right? You, like
4: I would love to do it and just be super petty about it and elevate it. You know, like <laughs> I wanted to have the conversation but make it the most Basic thing anybody has probably ever heard.
1: What we'll do because we deserve it. We deserve it. We deserve a what do they what do they call it? Active quitting, right now. Silent uh, quitting. Si- uh, yeah, silent quitting. We should have Fight a day quitting. where um, where we just uh, we just like silent quit. Um, And what we'll do is we'll do two hours of the most benign, obvious sports debates. We'll compile the ones that got beaten to the ground most. We'll Mm -hmm. do Brady versus Manning. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We'll do LeBron versus MJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Federer versus Nadal. Mm -hmm. Like We'll do all of those. Messi
4: versus Ronaldo. That's another one.
1: We're going to do two hours. We're going to do two hours of that, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, We'll do a a silent quitting day here on ESPN West Palm. Only one, though. Only one. but we earned it.
4: Also, can I take Steve's tweet and push it even further when it comes to championships? Can we just do rings pretty much in every sport? Because my mind, automatically, we were talking about Shaq and Barkley earlier. When Barkley starts giving his opinion and Shaq doesn't agree with it, Shaq always reverts to the line, oh, but who has a ring?
1: All right, right,
4: right. And I'm like, yeah, but Barkley, was like, nobody can deny that he's a legend in the sport. And that's but, with bias and I'm being un- unbiased being uh, unbiased. And then well. you could
1: always tell Shaq, uh, well, Kobe and D. Wade, right? And like so it's <laughs> it's it's not as cut and dry if you're Shaq, who got the rings? Because I would argue that Charles Barkley was, on a season-by-season basis, a better pure basketball player than Shaq. Shaq may be more impactful. Uh, but but those are good discussions. Those are good discussions, and it's two players in the same era. Uh, Daniel and Boynton on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Daniel. Hey, I got a uh... – Two part response.
2: One one thing is that uh, the Mahomes and Brady debate. It's just it's, it's way too early for people to even be talking about that because it's only six years he's been playing. He only but we two.
1: have to because there's this urgency to to <laughs> dive into this, Daniel. We're in sports talk world. How dare you put a timer on us, Daniel?
2: <laughs> I know, but it's two two Super Bowls compared to seven. I mean, he's gonna have
0: to, he's gonna have to
2: double up that. You know, he's gonna have to play for. He's gonna have to do his twenty years in time. And then the other thing is, um, I'm probably one of the few that agrees that doesn't agree with this. But um, I think that the roughing the passer, I think what the NFL is doing is a good thing because playing without a quarterback, like you saw the, uh, the 49ers <laughs> playoff game, playing without a quarterback, it changes the whole. Perception of the game, like I do agree that you, you shouldn't put your body weight on the quarterback. Uh, you shouldn't throw him to the I hate watching games without quarterbacks So, the quarterback, so yeah,
1: quarterback. the the is there too much roughing the passer in the NFL? Ninety-eight percent of fans would say yes, but there's Daniel on his lone yes, yellow sir. his 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 <laughs> island made of yellow flags that says no. This is the right way to be, Daniel. Appreciate the call. Now that is bold. Sipping that, a little
4: pina colada. Island. a colada and, and his you. raft,
1: his raft is, is shaped like a yellow flag. I love that. Uh, what is the most annoying sports topic debate take going right now, this moment, that causes you to roll your eyes? 888-760-3776, 760 uh, 3776 You know, Joel Embiid being made of glass, uh, that causes me to roll my eyes. We'll discuss him with Dr. James Ross, our friend from Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. When we come back, we'll continue to take your call. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3.
1: LeBron versus MJ. Baseball are the new rules killing the sport. Should Barry Bonds be in the Hall of Fame? Prepare for all of that. Tis the season, kiddos.
4: Is it like a holiday? Like Christmas? You know, like people celebrate Christmas, unfortunately, for like three months. Do we celebrate all these terrible sports takes for three months now? Well,
1: but I don't know if you can. It's like if Christmas was being held in the seventh circle of hell. Then yes. Well, Christmas
4: is already in the seventh circle. Of-
1: oh, to you. That's right. I forgot. You're uh, you're one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, the the Scrooge of Ken Levick Alive is Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I am Ken Levick. I'm in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, before we continue to take your calls, what's the most annoying sports take, sports debate that is in existence right now that it, it has you rolling your eyes? Like, oh, are we doing this again? What is it? 888-760-3776, 888 888-760- 760 3776 oh my god the bases are bigger in baseball no no what are they going to do the sport is ruined enough already you fools dr james ross he's our guy Baptist Health, Orthopedics care he uh, joins us here on Ken Lavick live and uh, good to have him back and he helps us understand some of the recent injury issues across sports and he's here on ESPN 106.3 dr ross it's been a little bit good to speak with you before we 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 dive in here on joel bead who says ah, i think i might be too hurt for the all-star game when you're flipping channels or you're 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 uh, going through the radio dial is there a sports debate where you just say to yourself oh man i don't know if i can do this mentally right now
6: i think what you guys were talking about like you know best of eras and things like that um it's so hard to make comparisons the game has changed in every sport throughout the years so i know people like to debate about it you know who was better then compared to now but I mean, no matter who it is or when it is, that debate will always exist, and unfortunately you'll never be able to know. I mean, you can rely on stats alone, but again, the game is, is always different.
1: Like it would be the equivalent of you in your field if someone walked into your office, say it's like the Chris Mad Dog Russo of of orthopedic care, and said, "While well, you're performing an arthro- a cutting edge arthroscopic arthroscopic surgery, that's going to have an athlete going again in a couple of months," and he says, "Ah, you know what? Back in my day, I think a more tried and true method is leeches." You'd be like, "What are you talking about? That's <laughs> absolutely insane!" Uh, so that that's how I feel when Larry Bird is uh, is is fought for. Is the best three-point shooter of uh, of all time. Uh, Joel Embiid, he says, hey, for the last three weeks I've had foot pain, and I wanted to try and get through the all-star break, but now I don't think that the all-star break is going to be happening for me because of this foot. Why do big men like Embiid, and of course you go back to Greg Oden, why do they have such a propensity for foot problems?
6: Well, listen, I mean, the foot is a pretty complex body part. You know, it's made of about 26 bones, 33 joints. And when you've got these huge guys that are constantly jumping and moving and pivoting on on their foot, there's so much susceptibility to injure. You know, Joel's very traumatized because in 2014, he had a navicular stress fracture in his right foot um, that he had to have surgery on twice. So... Whenever someone's had that in their history and they start having pain in their foot, of course they're going to be gun-shy about about playing and and potentially having a bad thing like that happen again. But there's so many potential injuries in, in the foot that we could talk hours for about, including stress fractures, plantar fasciitis, tendonitis, so, you know, it's hard to say. They haven't disclosed much about what it is. The only thing I do know is it's it's not the same foot that he's had surgery on before.
1: Well, that's a positive then. Uh, here with Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, uh, here on Ken Live. As far as preventative measures for big guys and uh, this certainly applies to high school athletes this applies to college athletes and of course uh we're talking using joel and as an example but this could span any sport or bigger guys and the 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 amount of pressure they put on their feet are there any preventative measures that could help them avoid these stress fractures the tendonitis all of these different malfunctions that could occur in the foot
6: yeah i think i think a lot of it comes down to shoe wear you know especially like in the football uh training room i see all of these Big football players, um, and a lot of them have flat feet hmm. just by nature of their their body habitus their their genetics and things
1: and nobody 's like and, pointed it out to them
6: well, yeah, I mean sometimes when I examine them for their incoming physicals, you see them come in and it 's like okay, you got flat feet. Have you had any custom inserts put in for this?" And the problem is, is a lot of these guys, they walk around in in flip-flops and slides because it feels more comfortable, but that's actually probably worse for them because they're getting no arch support in their foot. And a lot of these foot and ankle problems, like your Jones fracture, which is the fifth metatarsal fracture, can ultimately be more common in patients with certain foot alignments. So, you know, I think respecting the foot anatomy, but also having a good, comfortable shoe um, with good support and walking around in perhaps tennis shoes instead of flip-flops all day is probably better for them in the long run. That's actually really, really outstanding advice that it...
1: I mean, Stone. That I, I'm sure you uh, you can absolutely uh, relate to this. You have uh, your feet are flatter than uh, than the Great Plains. You too, Stone.
3: Okay, relax. No, Ken just made that up. I, and I wasn't even going to speak on what Doctor <laughs> oh. James Ross had to say. I was going to say, Doctor, I'm just so glad you're back. Like hearing your voice, hearing your breakdowns. It's so much better. You know, who's haven't been having to do it since you've been gone? It's been Ken. Ken's having to break down these guys' injuries and whatnot, and, and you're back, your description. It's so beautiful. You break it down right to that perfect – I just love it. I'm glad you're back.
4: Oh, I have super flat feet.
3: Thanks for
1: feet. having me back. Wait, Jeanette, Jeanette, you have flat feet? Like, <laughs> I have le- very, legit flat feet? I have very flat feet. Uh, and, have you tried insoles? Like have you tried? Uh, yeah,
4: uh, Dr. Ross, I feel kind of attacked. You know that <laughs> thing where you tell uh, your patients to do something and they haven't done it despite the fact that you've told them about 50 times? uh, that's you right now. I have very flat feet. I do have some arch support, but the shoes aren't attractive. So I usually go for, uh, flip-flops. I'm a huge Crocs fan. I think those are pretty comfortable. Um, so, and I, I, so, well, you know, heels, thing, like, I think heels provide some arch support, right?
6: Well, you're doing a whole nother animal there. I mean, you putting <laughs> a lot of stress on the front of your foot. Yeah. So, you know, it's like Robin, Peter and, you know, paying Paul and, you know, you run the risk of getting bunions later, but oh, wow. no, for the athletes, for the athletes it's, it's hard because, you know, they're in and out of meetings, they're in and out of the weight room and sure. the practice, so it's like the extra bit of time to slip into socks and a tennis shoe instead of just throwing slides on. I mean, I get it. It's hard.
1: That is wild. And I I, I I remember, uh, you know, there was early on when I started running marathons, Dr. Ross, I sat down with you because I was worried I had a a foot injury. And as soon as I put some insoles in on the right side of my feet, that changed everything with the pain because I was compensating one side of my foot for the other. I hadn't really done anything like that before. And then sure enough, that worked and it wasn't all that uncomfortable. So that stuff does matter. That's really good insight. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Dr. Ross, as always, appreciate you. Welcome back back into the fray here and uh I'm glad that you got the ego boosting pump up from Stone Woo! uh and uh <laughs> we'll we'll talk to you next Thursday okay All right everybody you
6: guys take care
1: All right, that's Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And if you are experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field, no, don't use leeches. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, as office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What is the most annoying sports take, sports debate right now that as you roll in your eyes anytime it comes up, now it's exacerbated by football ending? 888 760 3776. 760 3776. On Twitter at KLV 1063. She's Jeanette Javier, the flat footed Dominican queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
5: Do it again. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah,
0: yeah. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette Javier's
1: first appearance in 2023 as the in-game host of the world champion Houston Astros at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Nine days, nine days away, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches The Astros, the Nationals, Jeanette. It means that spring training is here. Let's go! Jeanette is there as one of the featured attractions between innings. Ah, yes, there's the World Champs, the World Series winners, the Astros, but also freaking Jeanette. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Get your tickets, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. I don't want to sell the Nationals short at all. They have a fine staff themselves. It is the Astros and the Nationals' home in spring training. The beautiful ballpark of the palm beaches in west palm beach that concourse area there's nothing like it there is not a bad seat in the house you go get yourself a burger or a hot dog or a cocktail or a beer playing hooky from work it is beautiful it is sunny it is 73 degrees on a wednesday you're not going to miss any of the baseball action you're not going to miss jeanette you're not going to miss the astros you're not going to miss the nationals there is nothing nothing like the ballpark of the palm beaches it is downright palatial get your tickets yes the yankees come through yes the red Red Sox come through. Yes, the Mets come through. BallparkPalmBeaches.com. BallparkPalmBeaches.com. It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. By the way, Jeanette, uh, mm-hmm. congrats on, on your new place. I know we discussed it, but you actually physically got the keys, right?
4: Yes, yes I did. I'm That's a big step. I'm super excited. It's. I feel like I'm adulting. Hey,
1: well, what's, what, what I love is that Stone recently got his uh his new place right you're up in Stewart, right stone that's right uh and and you're uh are you living with jess now that's right okay so you and jess got your own place Jeanette has her place down in lake worth beach these, with her these, dog uh mm-hmm. with uh, with her with with barkley mm-hmm. uh barkley is present and accounted for and so like i feel like a a proud a proud father is someone who can't like get his own bleep together to see the the youngsters that I work with have their bleep together uh it's really really awesome to see and so I was I was wondering though because everybody goes through this Jeanette now that you have the keys and you start to move in I know when I first moved to West Palm uh my priority was cable 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 get Mm -hmm. the tv hooked up get cable I didn't even care about a bed I didn't bring any furniture down didn't care about that I can always just sleep on the the carpet i was 23 years old but as long as i have cable i have the tv i'm all set that was my priority what is but but i was 23 at that time Uh, you're you're in your 30s now what are you prioritizing with the new place here
4: so i've had the keys for 24 hours um and i think i got everything i needed so far i ordered the bed i got a 65 inch tv i have the cable and then i found the gym And I found a brewery that's walking distance, so I'm (laughs) sad.
1: I like that. All right, she's got the TV, but she also found the two things that cancel each other out. She found no. They
4: don't cancel each other out. It's balance, Ken. <laughs> it's balance. That's and what they're calling Sometimes I it? work out harder at the gym than I drink at the brewery, and vice Sometimes, versa.
1: sometimes being the operative word there. Mm-hmm. That is so. Je- Jeanette's priority is find the gym, find the brewery, and then we'll take care of what's going on inside the place. hundred uh, percent. My priority was just get cable. Just get cable. I don't need a bed yet. I don't need a couch yet. I'll deal with all that stuff after the fact. Stone, when you moved in, now you had girlfriend influence here, which makes it an entirely different situation, but you... From a, a stone standpoint, what was your priority once you got into the new place?
3: Yeah, I had uh, no responsibilities as far as, far as interior decoration. It's for the better.
1: I feel like good for you. Definitely for the better. Yeah, good my, for you and good for Jess. I had my hands on nothing. <laughs>
3: I, I was just told where to go, what to carry, how to carry it, where to put it, where you to place it. You just were made it. a
1: caveman. You were made a Neanderthal in the equation. You, pick up, move. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, I
4: could use one of those. Yeah, <laughs> not going to lie. A, a human dolly, caveman.
1: A human,
3: yeah. A human dolly. I was just told to take whatever... Was too heavy. Yeah, I did all that kind of stuff. I was, nothing was necessarily a priority. Getting everything in there was a priority, but. As far as what I had to do, not much.
1: You Jeanette, know, I'm I'm feeling a new business venture, moving caveman, and it'll <laughs> just be stone and other early 20s aged uh, kids, and they like grunt, and you order them what to do, and they just acknowledge you with a, Ugh, and, you, and everything gets moved.
4: And you can just give them like a little Caesar's pizza and right. a six pack <clears> of Keystone Light. Right, Woo! right.
1: That's their. That, that <laughs> and is and the, Here's your payment. That's the only diet they can accept uh, on their jobs. That's PB, a great call. PBR, please. just rebuild please. my roster real quick. PBR Keystone Light, either one works. Yeah, I was gonna say this actually sounds like a way to Jeanette to find someone her type too. No, uh, this is
4: not my type. This is a <laughs> roster builder. I just need <laughs> build a, a person chart. with muscles to c- uh-huh. to carry my stuff in and out.
1: Moving cavemen. Uh, Ernesto is in Boynton. Ernesto's on Ken Levick alive. Oh, uh, did we miss out on Ernie? Okay, I'm uh, I'm sure I'll be back and do the Ernesto show uh, per usual. <laughs> what is your um What is your moving priority when you move to a new place? What's your priority? Mine is always Get the cable situation worked out. Stone's was, I'm just going to carry whatever I'm allowed to into the house. And Jeanette's was, the brewery and the gym. What is your moving priority when you find a new place? I'm especially curious about young people who are moving for the first time. 888-760-3776, 760 uh, 3776 Maybe we should go through uh, social media here, some of, the, uh, some of the, the sports takes, the sports debates that are driving people absolutely insane because we have a bunch of them here. Uh, again, on Twitter, at KLV1063. That's at KLV1063. What is the sports take or debate right now? that drives you the most insane. I mean, you hear it, and you're like, ugh. Tony, he tweets in that the Cowboys are America's team. It's just mind manipulation via branding. I can't argue with that. The fact that—I get they're America's team because they have a big fan base, but they started becoming America's team because they had a championship brand. They're not a championship brand. No,
4: so I learned they're an American team from a cultural perspective. Actually, Um, first generation American, Dominican background, I learned that they were America's team because they fit that my outside perspective of a time of what America was. Cowboys, these cheerleaders. Pew, pew. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, they were in the news. But culturally, when you looked at the Dallas Cowboys, they like fit the mold for what like an outsider's perspective is of America. That's, so I never thought that they were America's huh. team because they were good at the time. They just fit the stereotype
1: what America looked like to me. That is um that's very profound actually. There you go. I did not I I have my wow. moments. That's one of the more profound things you've said. Uh huh. The Cowboys are what outsiders think of Americans, and that's why they are America's team, at least from a branding standpoint. Yes, Definitely not branding. a championship standpoint. Interesting. We'll continue on with what you think the most annoying, eye-rolling sports debate sports take is right now. 888-760-3776, 760 3776 When we return, we're going to pick the brand of the smartest man we know. It's why he joins us every single week here on Ken Levick Alive. He is Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer Steve let ask steves on the other side she's janet javier the dominican queen i'm ken levick i'm live on espn
0: 106.3 from the Anajar and levine studios in downtown west palm beach you are listening to ken levick alive on espn 106.3
1: lebron versus mj baseball are the new rules killing the sport should barry bonds be in the hall of fame Prepare for all of that. Tis the season, kiddos.
4: Is it like a holiday? Like Christmas? You know, like people celebrate Christmas, unfortunately, for like three months. Do we celebrate all these terrible sports takes for three months now? Well,
1: but I don't know if you can. It's like if Christmas was being held in the seventh circle of hell. Then yes. Well,
4: Christmas is already in the seventh circle. Of-
1: oh, to you. That's right. I forgot. You're uh, you're one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the Scrooge of Kenlevick alive is Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen. I am Kenlevick. I'm in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, before we continue to take your calls, what's the most annoying sports take, sports debate that is in existence right now? That it, it has you rolling your eyes like, oh, are we doing this again? What is it? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero well, 3776 oh my god the bases are bigger in baseball no no what are they going to do the sport is ruined enough already you fools dr james ross he's our guy baptist South orthopedics care he uh, joins us here on ken levick alive and uh, good to have him back and he helps us understand some of the recent injury issues across sports and he's here on espn 1063 dr ross it's been a little bit good to speak with you before we we, we dive in here on Joel Embiid who says, ah, I think I might be too hurt for the All-Star game. When you're flipping channels or you're 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 uh, going through the radio dial, is there a sports debate where you just say to yourself, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this mentally right now?
6: I think what you guys were talking about, like, you know, best of eras and things like that, um, it's so hard to make comparisons. The game has changed in every sport throughout the years. So I know people like to debate about it, you know, who was better then compared to now, but, I mean – no matter who it is or when it is it, that debate will always exist and unfortunately you'll never be able to know i mean you can rely on stats alone but again the game is is always different
1: like it would be the equivalent of you in your field if someone walked into your office, say it's like the Chris Mad Dog Russo of of orthopedic care, and said, "While well, you're performing an arth a cutting edge arthroscopic arthroscopic surgery, that's going to have an athlete going again in a couple of months," and he says, "Ah, you know what? Back in my day, I think a more tried and true method is leeches." You'd be like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> that's absolutely insane!" Uh, so that that's how I feel when Larry Bird is uh, is is fought for. Is the best three-point shooter of of all time. Uh, Joel Embiid, he says, hey, for the last three weeks I've had foot pain, and I wanted to try and get through the All-Star break, but now I don't think that the All-Star break is going to be happening for me because of this foot. Why do big men like Embiid, and of course you go back to Greg Oden, why do they have such a propensity for foot problems?
6: Well, listen, I mean, the foot is a pretty complex body part. You know, it's made of about 26 bones, 33 joints. And when you've got these huge guys that are constantly jumping and moving and pivoting on on their foot, there's so much susceptibility to injure. You know, Joel's very traumatized because in 2014, he had a navicular stress fracture in his right foot um, that he had to have surgery on twice. So Whenever someone's had that in their history and they start having pain in their foot, of course they're going to be gun-shy about about playing and and potentially having a bad thing like that happen again. But there's so many potential injuries in, in the foot that we could talk hours for about, including stress fractures, plantar fasciitis, tendonitis, so, you know, it's hard to say. They haven't disclosed much about what it is. The only thing I do know is it's it's not the same foot that he's had surgery on before.
1: Well, that's a positive then. Uh, here with Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, uh, here on Ken Levick Alive. As far as preventative measures for big guys. And uh, this certainly applies to high school athletes. This applies to college athletes. And of course, uh, we're talking using Joel Embiid as an example, but this could span any sport where bigger guys and the the amount of pressure they put on their feet, are there any preventative measures that could help them avoid these stress fractures, the tendonitis, all of these different malfunctions that could occur in the foot?
6: Yeah, I think think a lot of it comes down to shoe wear. You know, especially like in the football uh, training room, I see all of these Big football players, um, and a lot of them have flat feet, hmm. just by nature of their their body habitus, their their genetics, and things.
1: And nobody's and, like pointed it out to them.
6: Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes when I examine them for their incoming physicals, you see them come in, and it's like, okay, you got flat feet. Have you had any custom inserts put in for this? And the problem is is a lot of these guys, they walk around in, in flip-flops and sure. slides because it feels more comfortable, but that's actually probably worse for them because huh. they're getting no arch support in their foot. And a lot of these foot and ankle problems, like your Jones fracture, which is the fifth metatarsal fracture, can ultimately be more common in patients with certain foot alignments. So, you know, I think respecting the foot anatomy, but also having a good comfortable shoe... Um, with good support and walking around in perhaps tennis shoes instead of flip flops all day is probably better for them in the long run.
1: That's actually really, really outstanding Ken, advice. That Ken? It, I mean, Stone. That I, I'm sure you uh, you can absolutely uh, relate to this. You have, your feet are flatter than uh, than the Great Plains. You too, Stone.
3: Okay, relax. No, Ken just made that up. I, and I wasn't even going to speak on what Doctor <laughs> oh. James Ross had to say. I was going to say, Doctor, I'm just. So glad you're back. Like hearing your voice, <laughs> hearing your breakdowns, it's so much better. You know who haven't been having to do it since you've been gone. It's been Ken. Ken's having to break down these guys' injuries and whatnot. And in your back, your description, it's so beautiful. You break it down right to that perfect. I just love it. I'm glad you're back.
4: I oh, I have super Thanks flat for feet. Me back. I just Wait, said Jeanette, that on the radio.
1: Jeanette, you have flat feet. Like <laughs> I have le- very legit f- flat feet?
4: I have very flat feet. Uh, and, have you tried
1: insoles? Like have you uh, tried yeah,
4: uh, Dr. Ross, I feel kind of attacked. You know that thing <laughs> where you tell uh, your patients to do something and they haven't done it despite the fact that you've told them about 50 times? Uh, that's you right now. I have very flat feet. I do have some arch support, but the shoes aren't attractive, so I usually go for uh, flip flops. So I'm a huge Crocs fan. I think those are pretty comfortable. Um, so and I, I so well, you know heels. Thing, like, I think heels provide some arch support, right?
6: Well, you're dealing with a whole other animal there. I mean, you're putting <laughs> a lot of stress on the front of your foot. Yeah. So you know, it's like Robin Peter and you know, Pain Paul and. You know, you run the risk of getting bunions later, but oh, wow. no, for the athletes, for the athletes it's, it's hard because, you know, they're in and out of meetings, they're in and out of the weight room and sure. the practice, so it's like the extra bit of time to slip into socks and a tennis shoe instead of just throwing slides on. I mean, I get it. It's hard.
1: That is wild. And I I I remember, uh, you know, there was early on when I started running marathons, Dr. Ross, I sat down with you because I was worried I had a a foot injury. And as soon as I put some insoles in on the right side of my feet, that changed everything with the pain because I was compensating one side of my foot for the other. I hadn't really done anything like that before. And then sure enough, that worked and it wasn't all that uncomfortable. So that stuff does matter. That's really good insight. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Dr. Ross, as always, appreciate you. Welcome back back into the fray here and uh i'm glad that you got the ego boosting pump up from stone uh and uh (laughs) we'll we'll talk to you next thursday okay
6: all right everybody you guys take
1: care All right, that's Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And if you are experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field, no, don't use leeches. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's office conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What is the most annoying sports take, sports debate right now that as you roll in your eyes anytime it comes up? Now it's exacerbated by football ending. 888 760 888 760 3776. On Twitter at KLV 1063. She's Jeanette Javier, the flat footed Dominican queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
5: Do it again. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
0: need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From do the NR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Jeanette Javier's first appearance in 2023 as the in-game host of the world champion Houston Astros at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Nine days, nine days away, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches The Astros, the Nationals, Jeanette. It means that spring training is here. Let's go! Jeanette is there as one of the featured attractions between innings. Ah, yes, there's the World Champs, the World Series winners, the Astros, but also freaking Jeanette. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Get your tickets, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. I don't want to sell the Nationals short at all. They have a fine staff themselves. It is the Astros and the Nationals' home in spring training. The beautiful ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach that concourse area there's nothing like it there's not a bad seat in the house you go get yourself a burger or a hot dog or a cocktail or a beer playing hooky from work it is beautiful it is sunny it is 73 degrees on a Wednesday you're not going to miss any of the baseball action you're not going to miss Jeanette you're not going to miss the Astros you're not going to miss the Nationals there is no- nothing like the ballpark of the Palm Beaches it is downright palatial get your tickets yes the Yankees come through yes the Red Red Sox come through. Yes, the Mets come through. Ballpark beaches.com Ballpark Palm It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. By the way, Jeanette, uh mm-hmm. congrats on, on your new place. I know we discussed it, but you actually physically got the keys, right?
4: Yes. Yes, I did. I'm That's a big step. I'm super excited. It's I feel like I'm adulting. Hey,
1: well, what's what what I love is that Stone recently got his uh his new place, right? You're up in Stewart, right, Stone? That's right. Uh and, and you're uh are you living with Jess now? That's right. Okay, so you and Jess got your own place. Jeanette has her place down Lake Worth Beach. These with her things, dog. Uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with her with with Barkley. Mm-hmm. Uh Barkley is present and accounted for. And so like I feel like a, a proud a proud father is someone who can't like get his own bleep together. To see the the youngsters that I work with have their bleep together, uh, it's really really awesome to see. And so I was I was wondering though because everybody goes through this, Jeanette. Now that you have the keys and you start to move in, I know when I first moved to West Palm, uh, my priority was cable, 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 cable. Get mm-hmm. the TV hooked up, get cable. I didn't even care about a bed. I didn't bring any furniture down. Didn't care about that. I can always just sleep on the the carpet I was 23 years old but as long as I have cable I have the TV I'm all set that was my priority what is but but I was 23 at that time uh, you're you're in your 30s now what are you prioritizing with the new place here
4: so I've had the keys for 24 hours um, and I think I got everything I needed so far I ordered the bed I got a 65 inch TV I have the cable and then I found the gym. And I found a brewery that's walking distance, so I'm (laughs) sad.
1: I like that. All right, she's got the TV, but she also found the two things that cancel each other out. She found. No,
4: they don't cancel each other out. It's balance, Ken. <laughs> it's balance. That's and what they're calling Sometimes I it? work out harder at the gym than I drink at the brewery, and vice sometimes, versa.
1: Sometimes, being the operative word there. Mm-hmm. That is so. Je- Jeanette's priority is find the gym, find the brewery, and then we'll take care of what's going on inside the place. hundred uh, percent. My priority was just get cable. Just get cable. I don't need a bed yet. I don't need a couch yet. I'll deal with all that stuff after the fact. Stone, when you moved in, now you had girlfriend influence here, which makes it an entirely different situation. But you, from a a Stone standpoint, what was your priority once you got into the new place? Yeah,
3: I had uh, no responsibilities as far as as interior decoration. For the better.
4: I feel like good for you.
3: Definitely
1: for the better. Good for you and good for Jess.
3: I had my hands on nothing. <laughs> I, I was just told where to go, what to carry, how to carry it, where to put it, where you to place it. You just were made it. a
1: caveman. You were made a Neanderthal in the equation. You, pick up, move. <laughs> yeah, you just... know, I could use one of those.
4: <laughs> Not going
3: to lie. A, a human dolly? Caveman? A, human, yeah. a human dolly. I was just told to take whatever was too heavy. Yeah, I did all that kind of stuff. I was Nothing was necessarily a priority. Getting everything in there was a priority, but... As far as what I had to do, not much. You
1: Jeanette, know, I'm I'm feeling a new business venture, moving Caveman, and it'll <laughs> just be stone and other early twenties aged uh, kids, and they like grunt, and you order them what to do, and they just acknowledge you with a, Ugh, and, you, and everything gets moved.
4: And you can just give them like a little Caesar's pizza and right. a six pack <clears> of
1: Keystone Light. Right, Woo! right. That's their. That, that <laughs> and is And the, here's your payment. That's the only diet they can accept uh, on their jobs. That's PB, a great call. PBR, please. Or I can just please. rebuild my roster real quick. PBR Keystone Light, either one works. Yeah, I was gonna say this actually sounds like a way to Jeanette to find someone her type too. No, uh, this is
4: not my type. This is a <laughs> roster builder. I just need <laughs> build a, a person chart. with muscles to c- uh-huh. to carry my stuff in and out.
1: Moving cavemen. Uh Ernesto is in Boyton. Ernesto's on Ken Levic Alive. Oh, uh, did we miss out on Ernie? Okay. I'm uh, I'm sure I'll be back and do the Ernesto show uh per usual. <laughs> what is your um what is your moving priority? When you move to a new place, what's your priority? Mine is always Get the cable situation worked out. Stone's was, I'm just going to carry whatever I'm allowed to into the house. And Jeanette's was, the brewery and the gym. What is your moving priority when you find a new place? I'm especially curious about young people who are moving for the first time. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Maybe we should go through uh, social media here. Some of the uh, some of the the sports takes, the sports debates that are driving people absolutely insane. Because we have a bunch of them here uh, again on Twitter at klv one zero six three. That's at klv one zero six three. What is the sports take or debate right now? that drives you the most insane. I mean, you hear it, and you're like, ugh. Tony, he tweets in that the Cowboys are America's team. It's just mind manipulation via branding. I can't argue with that. The yeah. fact that, like, I get they're America's team because they have a big fan base, but they started becoming America's team because they had a championship brand. They're not a championship brand. No,
4: so I learned they're an American team from a cultural perspective, actually. Um, first generation American, Dominican background. I learned that they were America's team because they fit that my outside perspective of a time of what America was. Cowboys, these cheerleaders, pew, pew. Okay. <laughs> um, and then of course they were in the news. But culturally, when you looked at the Dallas Cowboys, they like fit the mold for what like an outsider's perspective is of America. That's, so I never thought that they were America's huh. team because they were good at the time. They just fit the stereotype what America looked like to me.
1: That is um that's very profound actually. There you go. I did not I I have my wow. moments. That's one of the more profound things you've said. Uh huh. The Cowboys are what outsiders think of Americans, and that's why they are America's team, at least from a branding standpoint. Yes, Definitely not branding. a championship standpoint. Interesting. We'll continue on with what you think the most annoying, eye-rolling sports debate sports take is right now. 888-760-3776, 760 3776 When we return, we're going to pick the brand of the smartest man we know. It's why he joins us every single week here on Ken Levick Alive. He is Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer Steve Palm let's see her ask steves on the other side she's janet javier the dominican queen i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 106.3